Gender affirming care. This is a huge topic when it comes to children. What does that even mean? And, and what is really going on with our kids? Our guests just might surprise you. And, and this, this is, is Chick to Chick. Chick. Okay, I want to start this podcast out by telling you a little story. We're going to go back like 10 years ago. Um, one of my best friends comes to me and she says, my daughter's gay, my daughter's gay. And I said to her, first of all, if she is gay, so what? Second of all, your daughter's not gay. Yeah, she's gay, she's gay. I'm like, she's not gay. Look it, here's the deal. Your daughter's a little quirky. She's a little odd. She's a little artsy. Guys aren't really paying attention to her. She's got this tribe of girlfriends. They're all in this, I love you, I love you, I love you space. So she thinks she's gay. She's not gay. No, she's gay. Six years later, she goes to college. She meets some guy. She starts dating guys. She's not gay. She's really serious with a guy now, and they're talking about marriage. Why am I telling you this story? Because this is really what our podcast is about. This whole transgender movement with children that we're seeing more and more kids coming out saying they're transgender. So is it a phase? What's going on? Mm -hmm. Are they really transgender? Is it a phase? Because kids go through phases. Or is this societal? Is this society pushing this verbiage right. and this message and all of this stuff on social media to become transgender? Well, kids go through phases. They do. They go through phases. And what I don't understand is if you just look at age and numbers. At 16, you know, you can get a license to drive a car. You got to wait till you're 18 until you can vote or join the military. You can't buy alcohol or tobacco until you're 21. Maybe not even rent a car until you're 21 or a hotel room until you're 21, 19. Brain is not fully formed until you're 25. The science will tell you that. So pay attention to the, the science, right? Right. And why in the world are we allowing our children to have these hormones and chemicals and other things at such young ages? Now, I really have been following this because it really weighs on my heart. I worry about children. I really do. I worry about children all the time. My kids, other kids, I just do. And I was following on social media um, a group and I just found that they had amazing information. Mm -hmm. And they are called Gays Against Groomers. And and when I reached out to them, I was so happy that they were willing to come on the podcast. So joining us today, we have Jen and Meg Martinez. They are married and they're with Gays Against Groomers. Thank you so much for being here today. We have so much we're going to go over. Thank you so much for having us. We're, we've been looking forward to this podcast for a while. We love it that you're here. First of all, what is Gays Against Groomers? What, what's this organization all about? So we are a group of gay, lesbian, and even some transgender people and detransition people that are against the sterilization, medicalization, and sexualization of children. And that's basically what, what we do. We, are, we work with a lot of parents groups in order to help them navigate through all of these things that are going on in school boards and, you know, just in society in general, just to show that there is a differentiation between radicalized, you know, TQ plus people and the actual LGB and T people that just wanted to live their lives and be left alone, basically. So what do the two of you think is going on? There's been such an increase in the transgender population, 5% now proclaiming to be transgender, and most of them are kids. Yeah. 
What's behind this spike? A lot of that has to do with the education that they're receiving within schools. So they're starting to do education on gender identity and gender theory ideology as young as kindergarten. And they're working their way up between all of these grades. As the grades go a little bit older, they start to say that it is now going to be a progressive theory based on their comprehension level, but they can only comprehend what you're teaching them to start off with. Since they're doing it so young to these children, it just seems to be a natural flow. And they don't want to say it's a, it's a social contagion, but it really is. I mean, we remember the 90s. And thank goodness we don't have cell phone camera pictures. What <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand, Meg, is why? Why Why is it just math and reading and science? What yeah. is the purpose? Why is this in school? Why is this even in school? To me, it seems that it is the only thing that I've ever experienced that has been funded by the government that is a social contagion. A lot of this a lot of the schools are being forced to actually teach these in order to be funded or get grants from the federal government to help out their schools. And that, to me, is the biggest push. And they want to say it's inclusion, but it's it's really not. You know, Carrie had talked about these kids are able to get hormone replacement therapy at the age of 18. And some doctors are even giving kids puberty blockers as young as 13. Um, what is that doing to not just their body, but their organs and, and their overall development? So what they're doing is they're actually doing it a lot younger. I know here in California, they have where a child can be as young as 12 years old and have medical autonomy over their body. They can walk into a Planned Parenthood or some type of gender affirming care clinic and without their parents' consent, be put onto puberty blockers and then move to hormones. The Wait, number one did thing you that just they say do without is, parent consent. Yes, how without you, parent consent? Okay. For a lot of them, what they do is they have you read a pamphlet and they have you sign a piece of paper saying that I understand, and within an hour you can walk out on these hormones or puberty blockers. The main one that they do use is Lupron, and Lupron causes so many side effects from brain swelling to brain shrinkage. Your bones are not going to fuse correctly. Your joints are not going to fuse correctly. They're causing liver damage and kidney damage. And if you are preventing your puberty from growing, your entire body stops growing and they are not irreversible like they say. Or they are irreversible. They're not reversible. Isn't Lupron chemical castration? Yes, it is. It's chemical castration and... They say that it's something that they use in children with uh, precocious puberty, but they're using three to four times the same amount that they would use in a child that's having a difficult puberty to stop the puberty of happening in these children. So do you two have kids? I'm just curious. Do you two have children? No, I have. The, the way I got into this space was that I have a now who's going to be 14 year old nephew Mm -hmm. who was bringing a lot of this to our attention. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I became infuriated with the things that I found in going through the curriculum in Los Angeles County, where we live. Are the, are these children, are they having, um, do they have other issues going on, other mental issues going on? Are, are they in broken homes? What What is going on that these children are starting to grab on to this idea? I know you said it's a social contagion, but... Is there something else that's going on with them that leads these in droves kids to be finding themselves to be trans? 
definitely there has been a large amount of kids who have autism a large amount of kids who may have borderline personality disorder which is caused by broken homes and different stressors within your life they have bipolar adhd all of these kids who may not necessarily fit into society the way that you know society would consider normal um these are the kids that they're mainly going after and confusing them because all of those mental diagnoses they already have a lack of sense of self and so if you're having a, a trusted adult like a teacher or a counselor in your school who's telling you it's okay do you feel like this gender today you can change it anytime you want this is what we're seeing happening is all these kids that have these pre-mental diagnoses they're not actually being treated for that they're being led down the road of gender ideology so what would you say, um, you know, if a parent came and said, you know, my eight-year-old daughter wants to go through an operation and become a boy because she feels like she is a boy and she's all of eight years old and the parents saying, okay, I just want my child to be happy. I'm going to do whatever I need to do. Um, should a parent be saying yes to that? Because, you know, if I gave in to every single whim <laughs> that my son wanted at the mm -hmm. age of eight, he would have been living in California on his own and then probably in Dubai. And then I probably would have shot him to the moon. I mean, he was all over the map at the age of eight, not knowing what they want. I mean, what do you say to a parent who's saying yes to a child who wants the sex change operation at the age of eight? So in, in the organization Gays Against Groomers, we're very um, fact-driven. Um, the stats are on our site on this where, where we will show you, basically, that 85 to 90% of these kids, if left alone and not indulged in their every whim of wanting to do X, Y, Z, then they desist. And once per, their puberty has commenced and it's over with, they now feel comfortable in their bodies and they're fine yeah, but the thing is is that there's these interferences and these you know medical interventions taking place to where that's a clear pipeline once you start down that road you have no choice but to keep going down that road especially with young girls yeah. young girls seem to have the biggest body change the biggest voice change the biggest Det overall detriment to their health i mean Young boys taking estrogen, yes, it can mess with their outer appearance, but young girls, it's completely destroying their insides. It's they get what we call vocal fry, where their voice will never go back to sounding like a woman. Their entire features change and they look like a man and you can't go back from that. No, and if you change your mind, what are you going to do? Well, you know, that brings me to, you know, I had posted something on my own personal page um, a story and, and it was about a detransitioner and it was this young woman who was, you know, basically talking about what it did to her. And I had someone reach out to me and say that they were disappointed that I shared that, that I'm causing harm to the family and they don't know what it's like unless you go through it. And this is life-saving because it, you know, prevents suicides and Really? I, is this true? No, no it's not. And, and I, I have a, I been kind of going back and forth with this in my own mind. And we're, we're constantly being sold this manipulation of, would you rather have a dead son or a, a live daughter and things like that. And, and this is the, the word games that we're constantly being 
you know, given in order to manipulate our emotions. But here's the thing. If this small demographic of people has the highest suicidality of any other demographic the world has ever known, why are we perpetuating it in children? Mm-hmm. I do have the stats on that. I actually looked them up for um, a friend of mine last week. So 56% of children that are diagnosed with some type of mental disorder have suicidality, 56%. Out of that, those who transitioned, 47 still have a suicidality. So it's not actually helping the mental status of them not wanting to commit suicide. What it's doing is not treating the issue that they're having that causes the suicidality. And then now they just topple it on with, well, I can't change back. I can't undo what has been done to my body. And it just increases. And one of the biggest studies is in Switzerland over 30 years of studies. And they're seeing it doesn't do anything. It doesn't change. It stays exactly the same. It doesn't change and they can't change back. I mean, we could go on and on and on talking about this. This is really an important topic. Where can people find out more if they want to understand a lot of these statistics that you have? Where can they find you? So you can go to gazeagainstgroomers.com. We have a resources page with a lot of links and information for parents or anybody who's really interested to go on. And you can read a lot of these stats and statistics. We're constantly updating it. If there's parents that need help, we have all of our emails and links. You can get in contact with us and we'll be more than happy to help with you. We have chapters opening up nationwide, almost every single state and any chapter leader would be willing to come to a school board or a city council meeting or point you in a direction of a parental group that can help you out as well. Well, we thank both of you for coming on the podcast today and sharing this information with us. Thank you. Thank you both so much. Thank you for having us. Thank Thank you. you. You know, they always say pay attention to the science, and you said this before. Mm -hmm. The brain is not fully developed Mm -hmm. until you're 25. So mom and dad, think about that. Your child's brain is not developed. So why are you allowing an eight-year-old to or even a 13-year-old li- or, or a 16-year-old or an 18-year-old to make this life-altering decision. Again, it's tough. We, we care about the children. It, it's, a, it's a situation that's really hard for these families, but we hope this podcast will shed some light on some of the things you might not be hearing about. We appreciate you listening with us today. Do us a favor. Head over to our YouTube channel and like and subscribe until we're back to chirp about another topic.